it's Margot Tantow here. Welcome to Windowsill Chats, a podcast for creatives and the creatively curious. I am so glad you're here. I've spent decades working with artists and being one myself. I've spent time in the trenches figuring out the best way to get something made, how to put oneself out there, and how to get your work noticed and pull yourself up and face the next challenge. Windowsill Chats brings you creativity from a global perspective as I talk in depth to friends I've met along the way. I'm here to bring their stories to you as well as a few of my own and see if there's anything you can pull out for yourself. Maybe a laugh, something you can relate to, and definitely a little bit more community for your quiet corner. So grab a cup of tea or coffee, maybe your paint water, a glass of wine, and join me over in my sunny windowsill. friends. I am so glad you are here with me. I am always glad. If you're finding your way to the windowsill for the first time, welcome. And if you are back again, you know that I am deeply grateful for that. Today is a little bit different. Most of the time, I profile artists here and their paths, but we're all on some crazy journeys, aren't we? And I was participating in an art fair last weekend and Uh, one of my listeners was there and she shared with me how she's really enjoyed some of the interviews that I've had lately that have been people that are helpers and healers and counselors and people who are speaking into some of the difficulties that we have as creatives, as humans, kind of trying to navigate the sometimes rockiness of the paths we're on. So I have alluded to the fact that I've done a lot of work this year, and I have more than I'd say ever before. And so I am talking to my friend Jade today, Jade Chen, who is who I work with. And I met her completely by chance, if there is such a thing. And I just knew when I met her that she's just one of those people when you meet her that she just kind of radiates this gentleness and kindness and acceptance that is an an unusual kind of feeling. Usually, we don't get that kind of warmth from somebody right off, and she is that. So, I just want to share her with you. Jade is a shamanic practitioner and spiritual guide, and we talk about what that means. She has a practice that is about helping give you tools to get to places that you might not have before. She does guided meditation work. It's just a beautiful way I've found to work through things for myself and have tools and and learn things and not stay in the same old excuses. So I love that. She has lived on Maui for several years and has now moved to the very same island that I live on, Vashon Island, here in the Salish Sea and Puget Sound in Washington State. So I bring you now a beautiful conversation with Jade Chen. Well, hello, Jade. I'm so glad you're here with me today. Finally, we've been trying to do this for a while. Yes, we have. I'm thrilled to be here. Thank you for inviting me. Absolutely. The time is right when the time is right. Truly. You are the the embodiment of that. So I would love our listeners to know a little bit more about you and your background and your path. Very creative, very, very beautiful. Tell us a little bit about Jade. Oh, okay. Well, 
I would say let's start. I, well, I'm a shamanic practitioner and I do spiritual, spiritual guidance work as well as a deep dive emotional healing. A lot of my work is through what's called the shamanic journey. Um, I utilize our beautiful breath. Uh, to get us to a deepened state of consciousness where we're able to deeply listen, deeply uh, hold space for, acknowledge whatever is needed in that journey uh, to really learn deeply about self in terms of awareness and healing. And how, how did you get to that? About 10 years ago, maybe a little less, I was in a very different place in my life. I was in the corporate world. I was engaged to be married. I was just in a completely different place. And, you know, really, I wasn't happy. I wasn't happy with myself. I wasn't happy with, um, I was making lots of money. That wasn't the issue. But I really inside, I wasn't satisfied. I wasn't at peace. Mm. And that feeling just became louder and louder and louder. And I couldn't ignore it anymore. And it And it almost felt like, well, now in hindsight, it was like I was ignoring something really big. Yeah. yeah. You know, and that knock just wouldn't go away. And it was starting to actually take its toll on me emotionally, even health-wise, physical health-wise. So I, I decided to listen. Mm. And I kind of in two big moves simultaneously, I left the, my career uh, in the corporate world. And I also left. The relationship. And what happened was, is that I took that big leap and I fell on my face. Mm. And in that face plant, that life face plant that I did, I cracked open, I guess. And what mm. I realized was how much fear my body was holding on to. I didn't understand how afraid I was of life and big moments and mm. stepping into my self, my true self. Right. I was afraid of all of it. So I started reaching for things that actually I grew up with. I started reaching for meditation. You know, I grew up in a Buddhist household. I started reaching for things that I did as a child. I used to, you know, like many of us, you go into nature and you're picking up the stones and you know, those stones are, you have a connection with them. I started picking up those stones again. I started connecting with them again. I started putting them all over my body because it felt Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and it just sort of snowballed into all these things I was reaching for, you know, that weren't weren't readily available to me in the Western forms of therapy. Right. But these were more intuitive reaches. Mm-hmm. And through those things and through deep listening of my own self and deep holding space and learning how to do all those, all those things propelled me from that world, that former life into, then I went into, um, I decided I wanted to have a little mobile boutique. And I, I had this cute little uh, cedar, uh, actually, it was a chicken coop that I had recustomized. Cool. And it was made out of cedar. And I put it on a little five by eight trailer. And I, I bought a truck. And I loaded it with all these cute little sustainable goods and even my mom was beating, you know, uh, jewelry uh-huh. for me to sell. And, and, uh, I, I did that for about two years and went to all the different wineries. At that time, I was living on the central coast of California and I went to the wineries and I went to the, the cute festivals that, you know, that area has. And 
had a great time. And in that, so here I have my little wagon and my little pop-up shop. It's called Trade Spirit. Mm. And the customers, you know, what, what was starting to happen was I was doing this deep dive work on myself and reaching for all the things, going through huge transformations in my life and had this, this dream, you know, realized this, I wanted to have this little boutique experience, you know, finally manifested that. And my customers, you know, they'd be looking at my wares and buying my goods and things like that. And that was wonderful. And what was happening was they were also telling me their life story. They were also telling me, sharing with me some very intimate, vulnerable details about their life. And I was holding that. Mm. And it just became really clear as I, as I started to tune in deeper into what I just call listening to the guidance. Mm-hmm. You know, I started, de- you know, listening and tuning in. And it was so clear that not only was I helping myself heal and reaching for those tools, but at some point on my journey, I was going to help others Mm. with these tools and show them that they have access to their own set of tools, you know, and learn how to use them and really create that recipe for what it means to really put yourself as a priority, self-love, self-healing. We hear those the terms all the time, but what does that really mean? And that was my journey and mm-hmm. discovering that first and foremost for myself. And then five years later, receiving the message through that deep guidance, uh, it's now time to turn that around and, mm-hmm. and, and open up your own offering. And so I've been doing that now. I'm in my fourth year. I'm just getting into my fourth year of my practice. Mm, It seems like you're so gifted, though. I feel like you've spoken about knowing that you had these gifts early on in your life and not knowing what to do about that because it made you different. Yes. And that is something that I feel many of us have a similar story where we're young, we're pure. We have these connections that we're making in whether it's through the beautiful uh, imaginative space or, you know, having these spidey senses of feeling, of seeing, of hearing. And when I was younger, I had all of them. I, I could see, I could feel, I could hear things that were um, not so tangible here in the physical. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, and then, of course, you get excited about those things and you want to tell your parents, you want to tell, you know, the people closest to you and the adults and the adults say things like, oh, that's just your imagination or that's not real or don't even, don't talk like that. That's scary, you know? And so over time you learn to put those things away Mm, and that's what I did, but they don't really go away. They just sort of go latent, you know, they just kind of go to sleep a little bit. (laughs) If they're there, they're there. Yes, exactly. And, you know, it is for us to decide whether or not we want to put energy into cultivating those gifts. I see them now as gifts, whereas before, maybe I saw them as curses, you know? Right, right, right. If people didn't understand. conditioning around them. Yes, exactly. Mm. Mm -hmm. What does it mean to be a shamanic practitioner and a spiritual guide? Um, 
So, you know, let's start with the word shaman. You know, I feel like, uh, especially in the Western world, there's a lot of uh, misinformed language uh, around what a shaman is. And I feel that there's a lot of, even still yet, in uh, a lot of fear around that and what that means. You know, simply put, shamans are, it's, it's very similar to a, a, a medicine person here on mm-hmm. this continent, our indigenous peoples here. So shamanism is, uh, it's an old practice of medicine, of healing. It's probably the oldest. Um, if we were looking at things in that linear time frame, it is the word used for those old natural based practices according to the culture. And it comes from, you know, I think the word derives all the way from Siberia and it just took hold this, uh, this natural based practices of you, of kind of being in two worlds, being mm-hmm. able to connect to the spiritual world and being able to apply that connection and the guidance that comes through that connection into the physical world to help others and to help yourself. And so it is a very beautiful practice. It is much like a philosophy or a way of life, like mm-hmm. Buddhism, not necessarily a religion. And it's a wonderful way of taking some of the ancestral stories and, and, and wisdom and bringing that into today's time as far as in terms of, of healing. Mm. I love that. And I know you were, you were raised with traditional methodologies and Buddhist methodologies and, and learned so much along the way. And, and as you said, brought your own awareness to it too. You know, it's really not something I chose. I, I want to be clear on that. It's something that I feel really chose me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, and I did, you know, I grew up, so my, just really quickly, you know, I grew up with my mother and her family and my family, we all come from Vietnam. Mm-hmm. So I'm the first generation born in the United States. And my family is all from the Mekong Delta region, the very Southern region of the Mekong Delta in Vietnam. And so it's also known as the Mien Thai. Uh, region and the Ming Thai people. And a lot of the medicine that I use today, I feel is really woven into what is naturally in me in terms mm-hmm. of my DNA. Mm-hmm. You know, I never went to any schools. I never took classes mm-hmm. for what I do. It all is very natural. And so but you have just, such wisdom. Yeah. You know, and I, I can't take all the credit. I'd like to, but a lot of it is just really through my ability to deeply, deeply listen mm-hmm. on a, on an internal level that I, it's really even hard to explain in words, you know? Yeah. And you've had some very special teachers along the way, would you say? I have. I have. You know, life has definitely blessed me with living in different areas, you know, uh, in the United States, and also recently, most recently living in uh, living on Maui, and people have come across my path, a lot of elders, aunties, uncles that I lovingly refer them as that they just teach by doing, Mm. you know, and uh, many of them are indigenous, uh, whether they're, you know, Anishinaabe, Midwest region, 
uh, northern Wisconsin, where I used to live, amazing people who have just crossed my path because of happenstance, my own grandmothers, my own mother. Yes, I have had teachers. None that I've actually said, will you teach me? It's more of, you know, again, teaching by doing, mm -hmm. teaching by being in the right place at the right time. And, and now I know I've been, I've been offered this mm. conversation or experience. And, and it's hard for those who are just, you know, meeting you to, to potentially understand what that means. But I've witnessed it in really amazing ways, just how the earth kind of gathers itself around you. It's you are just such a unique and beautiful spirit. You know, I met Jade by chance. I was at a retreat, Persephone retreat, which was wonderful. I, I said yes at the last minute. And one of the people there, it was beautiful, uh, all sorts of beautiful things we got to to do and participate in. And Jade was one of the people. And And if we wanted to, we could spend an hour with her. And I came away from that hour thinking, uh-oh, I have some work to do. <laughs> and she just nailed it. And it took me a minute. Well, it didn't not a minute. It took me several months to just kind of realize that it was like the curtain was drawn back. And I didn't know what to expect or expect anything. But just the experience was profound in the way that I felt like I felt seen and held in a very, very safe way. And I thought, wow, I think I'm going to have to follow up and reach out to this person again and in the not too distant future, which, which all sorts of wonderful things have unfolded since then. But how would you say, since, since we have a, a very creative audience, how would you say creativity is connected to spirituality? You know, honestly, Margot, I believe they're one and the same. I believe mm -hmm. the spiritual path is is highly creative and the creative path is highly spiritual. When you are creating something, it is not just you. I mean, it's great for us to want to take all the credit, but when you're really creating something tangible, whether it's, you know, a piece of art or, you know, whatever it is, there's, and you're in that zone, you know what I'm talking about? Mm -hmm. There's something flowing through you and it is, it's maybe it's your hands creating a thing and it's your, your, it's coming from you, but it's also coming through you. And so that to me is the spiritual part mm -hmm. of creativity is that knowing that when you're creating, you're also co-creating with mm -hmm. whatever energies are guiding you, mm -hmm. you know, to create this, this thing. Yeah, it really it can be such a so profound when you're in that zone and when you know that you're doing the right thing and you can pay attention to your intuition, which I think one of the things. So I've been working with you for almost a year. I, as I said, that first meeting with Jade, I just thought, oh my gosh, I really have to work. I'm, I'm an excellent compartmentalizer, very good at tucking things away that I don't feel like dealing with or, or just tuck them away to keep things, keep my brain tidy. And there were some things that couldn't be tucked away anymore. And how you, you know, I've been in therapy off and on throughout my life. And I, I always remember thinking, well, that was nice. You know, it was kind of like, I wish that person had given me some homework or like, I just felt like I was sitting like a New Yorker cartoon, you know, like across from someone on a sofa. I was never laying down, but sitting up and they were like in a rocking chair. So I'm like, mm-hmm. And I 
most of the time I was thinking, what are they about? Like, it, it was just like, I just personally, for me, maybe I just never, and I, no, nothing against therapy for, for certain, but just the few that I was with weren't the right fit for me. And just, I just didn't feel like, or that type of therapy, I just didn't feel like I had any movement through things I was trying to deal with. So I stopped that methodology. And then with, with you, it was more about asking a big question and doing the listening, deep listening to myself, guided meditation through just your words, your very gentle words. And, and Jade would ask me a question and I would say, well, what, you know, like, help me out with this. What do you think? And she'd, she'd say like, well, what do you think? You know, <laughs> it always comes back to that we are doing the work ourselves, but in an hour, I would have so much personal clarity and and movement through, uh, which is the best way to say it, because there's no way around something you have to go through it. And I felt so supported by you, Jade, because I think one of the things we do in if we're dealing with hard things, whatever level of hardness that is to any of us at the time, sitting in it can be excruciating, can be ugly, can be dark, can be great. You know, there's every every number of things it can be, but but it's just that act of sitting in that with support, however you can find that, that's where you really find movement and you can heal things and you can understand things or or realize things. And that's, you know, I'm just, I'm, I'm sure you would explain it in a much more official way. But for me, I just didn't expect such clarity and such growth in such a short amount of time. Yeah. You know, first, I just want to acknowledge that last bit that you said about, I didn't expect such growth and such transformation in such a short amount of time. And, and that is, that's exactly it. When we take our own healing into our own hands Mm. and I feel like, okay, yes, every therapy has its, has its place, you Mm -hmm. know, and Western therapy, talk therapy absolutely has its place. Sometimes that's just the first step is being able to talk about your experience, right? right? And that is so important. And then there's the opportunity. And what I honestly feel that sometimes, sometimes, not all the time, and I know that there's always advances being made in, in all kinds of different medicine and certainly Western medicine and Western therapy. And, and by and large, over the experience of Western med- uh, therapy, at least in, in my personal experience, is that what it neglects is exactly that idea that we're in charge of our healing, our own healing. Mm-hmm. And that we can actually take that initiative and do that deep work and learn those tools. And, and there's so much success in that. And it doesn't have to come from a medication necessarily. Mm, doesn't right. have to, you know, and it, it, it doesn't have to just stay on the surface of just talking. We can go deeper. We can go into ourselves mm-hmm. with guidance, mm-hmm. right? And learn how to deeply listen, mm-hmm. get out of our heads and get into our hearts, get out right. of our heads and get into our bodies, into our, you know, into whatever part of us is holding on to, you know, the emotion that we're trying to sit in. It's having, it's learning and having tools that, at least for me, I didn't 
know how to access before. And one of the things I know I read on your website early on was that your goal is not to like, I'm not going to be here forever holding your hand. The idea is to give you the tools to guide yourself. And sometimes when I go and I know I'm going to um, get to meet with Jade, I, I'm not exactly sure what it is I'm going to focus on. And that comes up. It, you know, whatever it is, can we we chat for a minute and that comes up and I think, how on earth am I going to get through that thought? How am I going to get to the other side of that concern or whatever it was? Or a pattern or right. narrative that you've created for yourself. A hundred percent. And then an hour later, I'd be like, well, there you go. I figured out a way through that. And I see yes. tools and answers in it. How How would you say you take care of yourself when you hold so much for others? So definitely time out in nature. Mm -hmm. And when I say time out in nature, for me, what that looks like, my shoes are off, Mm -hmm. my feet, my bare feet are on the ground. Sometimes I'm literally laying on the ground. I'm charging in the sun. The sun is one of my, is our, I can't just claim it for myself. (laughs) It's one of our biggest chargers, you know, Mm -hmm. as the sun charges the solar panels. So too does it charge our, in our solar panels. And so uh, making sure that I'm moving my body is another way. You know, I love to take walks with my dog. I love to swim. So, you know, movement, mindfulness, meditation, charging, making sure that I'm putting, you know, good things in my body that are are nutritious. Um, You know, I don't, I like my my sweets too, you know, don't get me wrong. Um, But, you know, just good practices are what keep me charged. and. The biggest thing is, is that I have the awareness and I have created the boundary that while I'm holding, perhaps, let's say, let's use you for an example, while I'm holding for someone else, while I'm holding for you, your story, and also holding whatever trauma you're sharing, um, I intuitively know that I'm here to hold it, but I'm not here to take it on. Mm, mm. You know, I'm not here to, to, to take it and swallow it or ingest it. You know, I'm here to hold it and I'm here to help you through it, mm-hmm. you know, so I don't, it doesn't stay with me. Yeah. You know, even in the moment, if I'm crying with you, I'm crying with you and that's genuine because right. I can feel you and I have compassion for your, for what you're, what you're sharing. And, and when we're done, we're done, you yeah. know? Yeah. yeah. Hey there, Windowsill Chats listeners. This is your host, Margot, and I'm here to share some new and exciting opportunities with you. Do you want to dive even deeper into the conversations we have in the Windowsill? Well, I have got a treat for you. In case you missed it, we launched our very own Patreon channel a couple of months ago, and our community continues to grow and evolve every day. And it's the perfect way for you to get involved and support the continuation of these thought-provoking conversations. Joining our Patreon community allows you to be a crucial part of what we do here and take windowsill chats to the next level. Now I know what you're thinking, there must be a cost to this, but hold on a sec, guess what? 
For less than the cost of a single coffee a week, you can become a proud member of our Patreon family. Yep, for just $5 a month, you can support this podcast and ensure that these conversations will continue to be heard. Our Patreon community is where the magic happens. Not only will you get exclusive behind-the-scenes content, early access to new episodes, and bonus conversations with special guests, but you'll also be able to connect with other like-minded listeners who share your passion for artistry, creativity, and learning. By joining Patreon, you're making sure that these conversations keep flowing and I can continue to bring you the diverse perspectives and insights you've come to love. Your support directly impacts the quality and frequency of these episodes, and I couldn't do it without you, truly. So if you believe in the power of ideas and the beauty of human connection, I invite you to check out our Patreon page today. Simply head over to patreon.com backslash in the windowsill or just search in the windowsill and select the membership tier that best suits you. Remember, it's less than the cost of one coffee a week, but the impact you'll make is truly immeasurable. Thank you for being part of our incredible community and helping us keep these conversations alive and thriving in the windowsill. Your support means the world to me, and I can't wait to see you over on Patreon. That's www.patreon.com in the windowsill. That's a very powerful thing to witness as well, is, is that when we're done, we're done. We can put that where it needs to go. We can move on. We've learned something. We've we've gained the use of new tools around it. And we can say, you're not, um, you don't have the hold on me that you did, you know? Exactly. I feel like one of the biggest uh, complaints, maybe, maybe that's the word, or grievances around being an empath, mm-hmm. right? I think most of us are empaths. I think especially create highly creative people. I think I would, you know, really dare to say that almost all highly creative people are empathic people. And one of the grievances around being an empath is that feeling that you have to really take on everybody else's stuff. Right. Because you feel it so deeply and you want to do something. And so the empathic part of you is like, well, let me just take some of it. Yeah. You know, let me, let me feel that so much and so hard with you that it's actually becoming part of me now. Hmm. And so look at this turning into a session. (laughs) (laughs) It's very easy to do. I'm thinking, Oh, I do that. (laughs) And so, you know, the truth is, is that it's very valuable to be an empath. And it's also very valuable to be an empath that, understands boundaries that understands and practices the idea that and the awareness that what's yours is yours this is your experience this is my experience and i can hold space for your experience but i don't have to live your experience Mm. yeah i think that's so interesting too especially for those of us um who are thinking right now, oh gosh, yeah, I do that. I and and I feel like sometimes we bend who we are to that. It's like, oh, I see this as an issue. It's a it's a caregiver. It's a and I don't mean professional. <laughs> like yeah. You know, and and ha- and I I think too in our I'll thread creativity back through here. Um Oh, I have to go do this or I have before I give time to myself to be myself and do what I want to be doing over here. And it's it's just a really good reminder that we don't no one's asking us to take that on. It's just maybe how we were how you know, it's in our DNA. And and to remember that 
that it's not necessarily healthy or necessary. No, it's not healthy in the long run. It's not healthy. In fact, it it often manifests inside of us as empathic people who are taking on everybody else's stuff as as real dis-ease in the body and, mm-hmm. and, and really can turn into something physical. So we, you know, it's something to be really mindful of. We we don't have to be, we can be mindful, we can be aware, we can hold space, we can do all those things and be empathic and compassionate, and we don't have to be so attached. Yeah. And that's actually a very Mahayana Buddhist teaching. If anybody uh, in of your listeners know the Buddhist, the Zen Buddhist monk, he's Vietnamese, his name is Thich Nhat Hanh, and uh, he is a wonderful teacher around empathy, compassion, and non-attachment. Mm, interesting mm-hmm. triad there. You know, I think often along the creative path, pick any path, but the creative one, we we end up backing away from what we want to do. It kind of relates to empathy, kind of just relates to responsibility. It's like maybe we have a job or, and you, you all hear me talk about this more often than not, but I, I just love to hear other people's take on it. Like, how do we connect to our true creative place where we know we deserve to be or that kind of inner child or make sure we're we're giving ourselves time to say, this is what I need to be doing for me right now? Yes. You know, in terms of connecting to your inner child to be a part of your creative journey, Gosh, so much of that is about giving yourself permission, first and foremost, to to go inward and to sort of invite that inner child who, by the way, is always inside of you, right? He or she is always there. And it's just a matter of taking some time and maybe a few deep breaths. I in through the nose, hold at the top, exhale through the mouth will get you four of those will get you wherever you need to go. (laughs) (laughs) And you know that, Margo. Yes, I do. (laughs) You know, taking some of those beautiful deep breaths and giving yourself permission to connect to your inner child and connect to that, that version of yourself that loves to be creative and loves to, and has no limits around that creativity. Mm. She, she or he is in in there. And so when we allow ourselves to connect to that version of self and we invite him or her to come forward and say, I want to play. What do you want to do? And you're going to feel it. You're going to hear it. You're going to see it one or all. And that first thing is the thing you do. Mm. Just, you know, and just do it and, 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 and do it with the mindset. You know, use that beautiful imagination of yours. You know, it's what it's there for. And it's not fake. It's real. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Side note. <Yeah>. Um, <laughs> and and allow for yourself to have that experience, whatever that experience is. That's the first steps in really tapping into that inner child version of self, the creative version of self, um, in order to um, have that kind of play again in your life. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What would you say to someone who had anxiety around sharing their work or Mm -hmm. feeling like they're not good enough? Imposter syndrome? Imposter syndrome, scarcity mindset that, well, those are two different things. But um, what would you say to somebody who's kind of anxious about just 
getting out there and gosh, I, I feel that I have um, crossed that threshold quite a few times in my life, you know, in each spiral of my life. I like to say that, you know, we, I see life as a spiral, not a circle. We are always evolving. And so another turn around my spiral is another opportunity for me to get really vulnerable and mm. put things out there that, and I feel like my guidance around that is really taking time to get practiced in whatever the thing is. For yourself first and foremost mm. when you have confidence around the thing then it's time to share it with others sometimes it's hard to find that confidence i understand and so that's some of that deeper work that's yeah. when th- that's when the deeper work is calling yes and going why why yeah. is that there yeah Where and then you have tools from? to deal with that and then learning the tools to deal with that and to go into the why and find the root mm-hmm. of where that lack of confidence began in your life. And that's often much easier to do when you have someone that can assist, guide, or support you. Mm-hmm. For sure. Try, doing that on your own is, 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 is doable, for sure. You don't always see it, though. Yeah. It's harder to see. We were talking earlier about how all of us have starts and restarts and new starts and how it takes being brave and risking and leaning into what feels right. And I know, I just think it's such an interesting example of listening to what's coming along, paying attention, you know, holding up what's important to you and and your own health and and best practices and and leaning in. And I think all that helps all of us to hear that, you know, we're co- consistently growing, right? I mean, I was going to say changing, but I think it's really growing is a better word. It is growth, you know, and we're consistently growing if we choose. That's a choice too, you know. I think we can all name plenty of people who not much growth is happening. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so growth, yes. You can't stop. You can't stop evolution. You can't stop that. And you can't stop change. I mean, that's the one thing that is constant in the world is is that it is always changing. And certainly in our lives are always changing. And so with that knowing and that understanding, we got to be ready to take risks. Mm -hmm. We got to be ready to take leaps, you know, leaps of faith. Um, And and that part of that is that, that listening and trusting. Mm When I was in junior high, my whole family was in this musical that was written for our little town we lived in. And there was a song, it just, ever since you said this, it's been going through my head. I won't be able to remember it all, but nothing is as sure as change. Nothing, there's nothing quite as constant as change. Take a look around and you can see the world is changing. Every second, every minute of every hour, every day, you can bet your life the world is changing in a million different ways. And I'll stop there. But I just think to Mm -hmm. to remember that and give yourself permission to know that if you're in a place right now that feels like this, this quarter, this, the um, business right now is super challenging. You know, I, I think for so many people, uh, this fourth quarter didn't go like we thought it did. There's so much noise. There's so many people trying. There's the, the world is screaming and crying. And, and what do we do with all that as we still try and support ourselves, support our families, whatever that needs to look like. And I just, I want to make sure that I 
share voices here on the podcast of people like you that can that are paying extra attention to how we to how we help ourselves through these things. Yeah. Thank you. And how we help ourselves through those things is by listening to our intuition and learning how to listen to our intuition. You know, our intuition is is our is one of our strongest allies. You know, and if the intuition is telling you, for example, when it's too much noise to take a break from social media or just take a break from media, period, mm-hmm. um, to actually do the thing, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Awareness is only awareness until it's followed by its aligned action. Mm. Ooh, that's good. And so things can sit in a state of awareness. I, I love it when people tell me I have amazing self-awareness and, and they're right. They do because they're able to list off all the things that they know about themselves, both in the light and in the shadow of their mm. human aspect. Okay. Mm. And then it's like, well, well, what are you doing about some of those things that are hiding in the shadows that you're very aware of? Not nothing. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'm just looking at them. Let me repeat that back. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. I just know that they're there. Well, wonderful. I'm glad that you know that they're there. And if you're ready to transform those things, then it's time to bring some action into that. That's the only way. Otherwise, there's that stuck energy. Mm -hmm. It just stays stuck in awareness. Yeah, I'll tell you, taking action is so liberating. It's so, and yeah. and, and it really is. And it, and it doesn't mean like, oh my gosh, I have the answer to all the things I was curious yeah. about. No, it means I have more tools. I I I'm taking better care of myself, um, mm-hmm. mentally and physically. I'm I'm better. I'm a better communicator. I hopefully am. You know, a more aware mom, friend, daughter, sister. You know, I those are the things that I want to keep working on for myself. And I, I, I hadn't found a way that spoke to me like this does and worked for me in the same way that, that this does. And it all, it all stemmed from, like I said, not realizing what I was getting myself into. I'm sure I'll just hang out with Jade for an hour. Oh my God. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Dang it. I guess I need to work on something. Oh yes. We all do. We all do. <laughs> it's, a, it's a lifetime's long journey. Isn't really that truly. refreshing? It is. <laughs> and the thing is, though, is, you know, when we have tools, and that's why I always tell everyone, you know, that I'm working with, our time together is not forever. And you will know when, it, when it's time for our, our work to, to transition into the next thing for you, when you start to feel these wings, these Mm. symbolic wings growing in your back and Mm. you are ready to fly this nest we've created together, Mm. right? And you have your tools, you know how to use them. You feel comfortable with them. You feel confident with them because now you have them for the rest of your life, right? Yeah. And so that's how it gets a little easier, a little less it doesn't mean the challenges don't come. They, right. Well, they're always going to come. It means 
your ability to work through them is less, can be less traumatic, less suffering, Mm -hmm. because you have now these tools that you have cultivated. They're not my tools. They may be similar, but they're yours because you handpicked them for yourself. Right. And that's Mm -hmm. everything. That's everything. Literally on my website. It's about activating the healer within you. Mm-hmm. We all have that capacity. I love that because really at the end of the day, who, who are you with? At the end of the day, who are you with? Exactly that. Hmm. What are some of the ways that you do work with people in case anyone is wondering? Um, I work with people uh, in person. I work with people virtually. Um, so I have beautiful clients scattered all over. And yeah, a lot of my work uh, is virtual. And I do love my in-person work as well. My in-person work definitely uh, is a little different from my virtual work. Uh, in-person is more of deep guided ceremony into the body to basically somatically release what the body is holding on to in terms of old patterning, in terms of stuck energy, in terms of old wounds um, that are showing up as trauma and, and affecting our the way we respond to the world. So I really love that work. Uh, I help women who are trying to conceive. That is a beautiful part of my work uh, that I love. Uh, I also, my one-on-one work is really focused on journeying to versions of self that are needing you to hear them, see them, hold them, Mm. and help them heal and transform. I teach at retreats, and that is something that I love as well. And I actually have a retreat coming up in January that I think is going to be a really delicious one. So, I mean, there's lots of different ways. And that's the thing about the journey is that it's limitless and all customized to what you need as far as your healing slash spiritual experience. Mm. So grateful for you. Tell me who's inspiring you these days. Who ins- who's inspiring me these days? Uh, like I, I mentioned before, uh, the Zen Buddhist monk, he's now passed, uh, Thich Nhat Hanh, has been an inspiration in my life since I was a very young girl. Um, I was going through some really hard times emotionally when I was young. And um, had a lot of uh, angst and had a lot of depression, uh, even at the age of 11 and 12. And uh, my mom brought home uh, a book one day, and it was called Being Peace. Mm. And it was by uh, Tay, by Tia Khan. And uh, that was my first introduction into his teachings. And mm-hmm. so I've been a student of his since then, mm. is how I like to say that. Um, uh, another person who inspires me, um, actually it's not, she's not in human form. (laughs) A lot of my (laughs) inspiration in terms of spirit. Um, but it's a deity and this deity, uh, many of, uh, people will know her name is Kuan Yin and Kuan Yin is the Bodhisattva of compassion. And, uh, she is her, her likeness, her story, her frequency of compassionate energy is a huge inspiration and teacher to me. 
Um, she is who I pray to. Um, and she has been with me since birth. Um, the necklace that I wear, I have a pendant of Kuan Yin. I've been wearing since I was born. My grandmother uh, put that on me mm. since birth. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Those fit so well with you. Thank you. Thank you. I would say that um, it's really fun to be with Jade in nature because (laughs) like the craziest things happen. Nature, it's like, she, you have a frequency that resonates or or something. We Jade came to visit uh, my beach house before she moved here. And I mean, I lived there for six years, seven, six, something like that. And I saw the seals in the same, their same little place every day. And they would come so close, as close as they would come. And the certain, you know, birds would be where they were. And I never saw a porpoise or a, uh, whale in the harbor ever <laughs> Jacob and and she said it was more of of a tone a musical beautiful musical kind of melody that that was just came from you and the seal you guys it came right up to my seawall it came right I've never never came right up to the seawall it's not even deep there and the bird came and the porpoises came and the whales came. I mean not all on the same day but just about it was the osprey. The osprey is very magical, very magical. And, and to know somebody that is such a listener, I've I've just rarely experienced it in the way that you are so in tune with the different frequencies. I think than the rest of us, and it's it's pretty astounding to to walk through the forest with you or walk through walk along with you. Yeah, thank you. I uh, I enjoy communicating. You know, communicating with the natural world which is everywhere has been a practice of mine. And I can really say that since I was a child. And so there was definitely a period of time where maybe I didn't practice that, you know, as I was diving into trying to check my own boxes and diving into corporate and, you know, raising sure. a, a child. And I sort of had to put the, the, the blindfold on for a minute. Um, but even then, you know, I still found time to be with nature because it, it really, truly is my happy place. <laughs> it is where magic is so tangible. If that's where you find it, that's where you find the truth in magic is with the natural world. They show us all the time how magic truly exists with us. I mean, you look at, you know, I went to the end of my road and there's one of those, I, I don't remember the name, but that little mushroom with the red cap and the little white dots on it. And to me, that's just magic. You know, the things, how a flower blooms, how, yeah. you know, it's just, I'm so grateful for the reminders. And and especially as a creative, those are the things that inspire us, the colors, the, yeah. the shapes, the, the, we just have to spend time with the realness of that. And I really appreciate it. Exactly. You know, so many artists, painters, sculptors, you know, they have their own weavers, their own ways of listening, their own ways of touching and and, and experiencing magic. You know, I always like to say, before it was, before science was called science, it was called magic. (laughs) (laughs) 
Well, may may we leave you with some magic today. May you go take a walk outside and see something you weren't expecting. May you tap into your own voice a little bit. And if you have any questions for Jade, how do they find you, my dear? The best way to find me currently is through my website, uh, which is www.mudlotuslife.com. Mudlotuslife.com. Because you cannot have the lotus without the mud. Mm. That is a direct quote from, from Thich Nhat Hanh, And he teaches the practice of having to move through your own mud. That's the mm. journey yeah. in order to become the lotus and the embodiment of enlightenment. Mm. And so I believe that we all have a mud lotus life if we are willing to take that journey. And so that's how people can find me is on my website. I am refraining from social media these days. I am really working to embody the practice of word of mouth. Mm -hmm. I rely heavily on word of mouth. And so far, it has been amazing because it it ensures that the right people are coming to me. Yeah. You know, and... um yeah, you know, I this is this is the deep dive work. It's the deep dive stuff. It's the roll up your sleeves. We're diving deep into the emotional, spiritual space. We're getting out of the mind and we're getting into your heart. We're even getting lower into into the lower chakras of your body. Um and, you know, seeing what's there and holding space for all of that, you know, so it can't transform, you know. Uh and raise consciousness, raise the vibration you know, sustain your life on a higher frequency, mm-hmm. right? Um, and all of that is so relevant, you know, to where we are at as a as a collective, you know, and certainly as individuals in this world. So, yes, my website is a great place to find me or a great place to begin because you'll also see more details about my work and also my email address. So if anyone wants to get a hold of me that way, that would be great. I do want to mention my, this retreat that's coming up in January. Yeah, I do, please. For the creatives, because this really is really curated for creatives and, uh, in, in all ways, uh, also in the healing modalities as well. Um, it's called the illuminated woman's business retreat. And it is a way to really hone in and utilize your gifts, um, and turn them into your practice, your business, as well as tying in that part of spirit, that, that deep listening, that deep guidance as a way to assist you and support you in creating that thing mm. uh, for your business, your practice, etc. And so if anyone wants to learn more about that, um, to reach out to me through my website, that's going to be in January, January 17th through the 21st in Santa Margarita, which is outside of San Luis Obispo, California. Perfect. Yeah. Mm. Oh my goodness. Always wisdom, always beauty. Thank you, my dear. Thank you so much. This was so fun. Well, I just been talking about you randomly or not randomly, but you know, referring to, to the year I've had so far and how it's been transformational. So I wanted to share year i just want to say to your year has been 
such a beautiful transformation to witness, Margo. Mm-hmm. And, and, um, I mean, that is what it's all about, you know, is learning how to, to sit in the harder stuff and invite in grace, invite yeah. in some ease, invite in those tools. Mm. And you're doing all of that. And then some. Thank you for helping me along the way. Got it, Jeff. Before you go, I just want to say a quick thanks for tuning in. I hope you found something useful to take away and something to make you think. For those of you listening in on Spotify, and I know there are many, you now have the cool option to show your love for Windowsill Chats quickly and easily. From the show page in the Spotify app, you can simply tap to rate it one to five stars. And of course, I'll really appreciate it too if you leave a review wherever you might be listening. See you next week, lovelies, and I hope it's a creative one.